Hello, 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 this is Dumps United. We're doing GTA 5, loading up a new game. We're gonna do it start to finish. And then uh, if I feel lucky, I don't mean we're gonna do start to finish in all one go, but I'll do a couple episodes of this. And then hopefully I will finish it and get to GTA 5 online. Feeling adventurous. Subtitles. Where are subtitles? This week has been quite a week. It was kind of a week of distraction. Distraction and being misled. It's not that dramatic. Didn't get a lot done that I was supposed to get done, but I did learn a lot. sidetracked me for the week was I was working on artificial intelligence stuff and it's not really artificial intelligence it's machine learning uh, kind of artificial intelligence implies that it's like there's a consciousness and that's not the case machine learning is kind of just like a really a really beefy database and a really good search within the database which is what I was looking for I'm not doing I'm not uh, doing like AI uh, AI writing articles and using it for research and it's pretty cool because you know Google needs to be worried which is why I started looking into it because uh, everyone was saying oh, Google has to watch out and they really do because the way Google works is you know you search uh, 
you search, they try to link to a whole bunch of websites, and they've said that the reason the longer you stay online, the more money they make. And so, yeah, they do search, but they kind of hope you don't find what you're looking for because they want you to keep coming back to Google because then you do more searches and then they pr put their advertisement on top of the search and uh, the way it works is they get paid every time they show a... Uh, every time they show your ad and then uh, they charge more if someone clicks on your ad. So, the longer you stay searching for something, kind of the happier they are. And so what's interesting about artificial intelligence is uh, you're not searching for different websites. You're, you're searching for answers. And it gives back answers in kind of a human readable format. And so it's like having your own research assistant uh, that can do basic describing. And what's interesting is that, one, when you ask it questions, it can kind of figure out what you're looking for. And so the reason why I say it's not artificial intelligence, it's really a fancy database uh, of like a collection of other written things articles is uh, because what it does is every word has a certain assigned uh, uh, token and so it doesn't know what you're asking it just says okay uh, this word is this number th that word's this number and so usually when uh, these sets of numbers are together, it means that they're looking for uh, this answer that has to equal these, you know, numbers. And so you'll say, you know, that's really complex. How can it do it for an entire, you know, language? And so that's where uh, the weights come in, where uh, it's this giant database. It's like, depending on which AI model you use, they're different sizes, and so it searches through the database and says, okay, this set of words uh, usually means uh, the person is asking about this or wants this kind of response. And so it's like pre-programmed where it says, it goes down and says, you know, these associations are are together, and then it returns the response. And so then... I'm using Python, and so you can tell it, okay, look, I want 500 words uh, returned. It takes forever. So the, they call it the weights, uh, that's the database, and uh, so I've been able to run it on my Linux box. And then Xbox has uh, 24 gigs of RAM, and then I gave it uh, 50 gigs of swap space. And what swap space is, is when it runs out of RAM, it will start using uh, the hard drive as RAM. And the reason why you don't want that is because it's super slow. But what it does allow you to do is run programs that require 
a ton of RAM and they won't crash. So they'll slow down significantly, uh, but they won't crash. And uh, so the databases, which I was talking about, they're the ones I've been able to get work, been able to work are about um, 20 gigs. So it's a 20 gigabyte database. You might say, oh, 20 gigabytes isn't that much, but it is a lot when it has to process the entire database searching for what you probably mean. Because like if you, if you watch a 20 gigabyte vi video, it's, it's going through the video sequentially. It's not loading the entire thing and having to comprehend it all at once. So with videos, it's like, okay, I'm gonna load this part into RAM. It doesn't load the entire video into RAM. It does it one at a time. And it's the same thing with video games. You, know, you might have a 50 gigabyte video game, but it loads a small, extremely small section at once. A small section. And then, you know, as the game continues, it loads it different sections at a time. But you never have the entire uh, video game stored in RAM. In terms of, like, console games like this and everything. And so that's not true with AI. So most of the newer AI stuff, uh, it's really designed to work on the graphics card. Because the graphics card can do simple calculations, but it can do thousands of them really quickly. Do, do, do. And so the reason why graphics are designed to do that is because they're designed to be hooked up to a display. And so a display has, uh, you know, if it's HD, that's around 2 million pixels it has to compute. So graphics cards can do like huge amount of threads um, and then, uh, but it can't do really complex math. And so you pay for, you know, bigger graphics card because it can do a slightly more complex math uh, per pixel. But so, these programs are used to take advantage of the graphics card to do thousands of calculations, essentially searching the database and everything. But uh, again, the database has to be stored in RAM. So it's not stored on the computer RAM, it's stored on the GPU RAM. And you know, GPU RAM is hugely expensive uh, it's not something you can add on to a GPU. So, uh, the modern day AI stuff, like GPT-3, uh, I, I was looking into Neo-X. Uh, you need 40 gigabytes. It's like, f not even 40, you need like 48 gigabytes of video RAM. And so like the one I, the graphics card I have now, uh, the biggest one I have is uh, AMD uh, it's a 550 uh, XT and that only has uh, 4 gigabytes of RAM and that costs 300 bucks and so the other thing is 
for the for the program to be processing, you need a uh, an NVIDIA card. They're kind of leading the way on applications uh, using the graphics card, and not just so much for graphics processing, but for for other forms of processing. So I do have an older one. I think it's like a 1040 Ti. And that has about, I think it's a gig of RAM. So over the week, I was learning how to process it. So it, it goes through the AI database uh, one gigabyte at a time. And it's still really slow, uh, but it can process it. But it, what it does is it has to load it into the, the computer RAM and then it feeds it to the graphics card. So you still have to have like, you know, 50 gigs of RAM. It's just not storing it all on the graphics card. So that, it takes a long time. And so I've been playing around with different models, uh, sticking with, uh, with Neo, and then I tried uh, OPT, which is from Facebook's Meta, and it has a whole collection of uh, different sized models or databases that the AI searches through and like the smaller ones where it has you know it's the smaller ones it's measured in millions and billions so the higher the number the more accurate the responses and kind of the more creative the, the machine will be when it returns the responses and uh, so the um there's like 20 million, 20 billion, I'm sorry. 20 billion uh, weights that it goes through. And uh, that's a smaller one. The one everyone's talking about, GPT-3 from OpenAI, is like 175 billion uh, weights that it has to sort through and that's one of the ones that you need a minimum of well you can't run open AI it's a proprietary one but uh, GPT-3 is 20 uh, billion which is you need the 50 gigs of RAM essentially for uh, of graphic card RAM and then uh And so then there's smaller ones. Uh, there's the there's the old Neo, which I've been able to use uh, pretty reliably. And so that's 2.7 billion. And that's kind of the best one I've had luck with running it on a CPU and not a GPU.
So before the stream started, I, I was running an AI on the Linux box, and so I just checked it did finish. So I'll read that in a second. been doing um, image AI stuff and so I'm not doing like prompts everyone's complaining oh it steals from the artist and and all this stuff which I completely understand and and I agree with if you type in you know make a painting of blah 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 that's not really your work what I'm doing and it's not like oh, oh, oh I'm so different but what I'm doing is I'm taking my photography and uh, I have um, I have it where I upload my photography to the AI model. Do, do, do. And then I essentially just write a prompt saying what it is. So I'll upload uh, I'll upload a photo of uh, an aerial photo of a lake and then I just tell the AI, you know, this is an aerial photo of a lake um, and I tell it, you know, turn it into a painting. And so I'm submitting my own artwork and the AI is using it uh, to the AI is using it as a reference point, but then it's applying a style. And so that's why I think it's a little different. I'm submitting my artwork to it. And then I also do submit my uh, computer generated images and tell it to do that. So I'm going to be releasing those. So that's a little different. I'm not just adding text. Uh, but there is a problem with, you know, the AI, and that's that, again, like I said, they're not, it's not intelligence, it's a huge database, so it searches through a database of images and says, okay, this image is kind of like that image, and it's kind of what you're asking me to write. And so then, what's cool about the machine is that it combines it all together to kind of match up. And so there's a lot of things that uh, we've had AI for in Photoshop. We had content-aware fill, where if there was uh, like a telephone pole in your background, you could highlight it, and then it would remove it. So artists and everyone have been using AI for a lot longer. It just wasn't branded as AI. Like we had uh, that content-aware fill in Photoshop for, you know, a minimum, I think it came out in 2011, 
I'm, I'm really excited for artificial intelligence. But to be used responsibly. Let's hide over here. And so going back to the text AI where you ask it a question, I'm planning on using it, you know, for research. It's essentially like a research assistant. And so like I did some testing where it's like, what is a black hole? It tells me what it is. And then I read an article and then I, it will say, oh, you know, there's something else about a black hole. Then I can research that. And so going back to how that's affecting Google, you know, it's returning the actual results uh, to questions, not questions that might be answered on a website or uh, might not be. And so that would be difficult to put ads on um, because Google, their ads are from other websites and the whole thing that AI does is it's not taking you to a website uh, to find your answer. It's actually giving you the answer. And then the other reason why Google's kind of terrified about it is that there is so many open source um, artificial intelligence models that it's not like you can just buy one one company and and put it out of business because that's what a lot of tech companies do if they can't compete they'll buy the company and then just absorb it and sometimes they'll just buy the company and then just destroy it what they're doing not like delete but it will cease to offer its services and everything and so there's so many that you know work really well and that the open source community uh, uh, the open source community is, you know, developing that the cat's essentially out of the bag. I'm just going to wait here. So it's not, I'm, my main goal is to run uh, artificial intelligence locally. Um, I don't really want to go to other websites. A lot of times, like, because it's such a huge uh, computational thing, uh, you have to usually pay websites uh, to use their models because, you know, it, it takes up a huge amount of resources and just processing power. And so that is a drawback. But uh, my Python script, I write, you know, five questions on a, 
text document and then I come back you know 20 minutes later and it's answered them so yeah so once we get to the next cutscene I'll read its responses whoa this car repossession repossession is didn't really repo it good. But so far I've had funny things where with the AI you can tune its creativity and uh, so we'll come back not with like funny responses but it's like okay I asked a question and that's really interesting you know really interesting response or you can have it being really strict where it will essentially just offer kind of uh, basic responses basic responses as then it will only use one or two sources versus a creative response which will kind of combine you know 15 articles all into one Okay, so here's the answers that I asked it to do right before stream. So in my other AI model, I was using the smaller GP, G, GPT uh, Neo, uh, Neo 2. And so I would ask it, what is a galaxy? And it would say, a galaxy is... Uh, it's a phone. It was one of the first ones Google came out with. And I was like, that's not what I mean. And so here I asked, what is Galaxy? I did a different model. It says, Galaxy is a large collection of stars and gas. And that's pretty good. Uh, the stars are arranged in a spiral pattern, and the gas is arranged in a disk. And then it repeats what it said. You know, pretty... And keeps on going on and on in a repeat. So it says the stars are arranged in a spiral pattern. Galaxies are made of stars, gas, and dust. So that's one of the problems I have. Is It does answer the question, but when you want more in-depth ones, sometimes it doesn't. Um... Sometimes it will give one sentence. And even though I asked for, you know, like 200 word response, it won't, uh, it won't give it. It will just keep pasting the next thing because it can't find anything new to add. And that's why I said it's not really, AI isn't a conscious thing, it's a database search. And it just finds what it's, it really thinks you want. It's just a probability thing. 
So then here's the next question. I asked it, you know, what is a, what is a solar system? And it says a solar system is a collection of planet, moons, asteroids, comets, and other objects in the solar system. A solar system is a large known system of objects in the universe. And so I asked for a hundred words. And then, uh, so the next paragraph is the solar system is made up of the sun, the planets, the moon, and the sun is a large object in the solar system. And then it kind of drifts off and says the sun is a star, uh, which is a type of star that is made up of a core of hydrogen, helium, surrounded by a shell of helium and oxygen. The sun is the only star in the solar system. So it's specifically talking about our solar system, because there are different solar systems that have more than one star in them. Uh, I think they're called like binary systems. And so it doesn't really say that it's talking about only our solar system, but that's pretty good. So then the third paragraph, uh, the third paragraph goes on to say the planets are the largest objects in the solar system and the planets are made up of rock, icy, and gas-rich bodies. The planets are named after Greek gods and then it tells you what planets they are. And so it says, Earth, Mars, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Oh man, it's old school. It thinks Pluto is still... It thinks uh, Pluto's still a planet, which it's been removed. And it says the moons are the smallest objects in the solar system. Uh, the moons are made up of ice, rock, and gas. The moons are named after the Greeks gods. The moons are the Titan, uh, Enceldius, Jamid, Callisto, which I think those are Jupiter's planets. And then it goes on to say the asteroids are the smallest object in the solar system, which is weird because it said that about moons. And the asteroids are made up of rock and ice. And I missed what I'm supposed to do. Was I supposed to change clothes? So then it goes on to say,
Okay, so then. Uh, it says asteroids are the smallest object. Asteroids are made up of rock, ice. Uh, the asteroids are named after Greek gods. The asteroids are uh, Perilous and Ares. And then uh, I'll read. What is a black hole later? Yeah, so it's essentially returning pretty good results. And the settings uh, for the answers I did for this one, I said, you know, don't be creative at all. Uh, just tell me, it essentially says, you know, return it from the most probable one source thing. Don't combine multiple. Multiple written things. Okay, so I asked, yeah, what is a black hole? And the answer was black holes are reaching out space where gravity is so strong that nothing, not even light, can escape. Uh, black holes are formed when a star collapses o under its own gravity. Uh, the gravitational pull is so strong that not even light can escape. And then it just kind of repeated that over and over and over again until it reached the hundred word. Uh, length I asked it for.
So that's pretty good. I mean, it's not pretty good that it copy and pasted everything in order to fill the hundred word requirement I gave it, but I mean, that's running locally. Um, I made a video that I occasionally stream on Twitch. I haven't publicly put it on YouTube. I am going to. Uh, but what I do is the servers I get, which I refer to the Linux boxes, um, they're discontinued. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're from like companies that get rid of them all at once because like they'll show up on eBay and there'll be like 200 of them. Uh, but they're blades and so they're not, they're meant to have an enclosure and then uh, you can put like, I don't know, 50 of them in a single enclosure and then they process a bunch of stuff. Uh, but a blade is, it's the motherboard, it's CPU, it's RAM and it's a hard drive. And so I uh, figured out following different tutorials that you can get the blade uh, to run as though it's its own computer, its own server, and uh, so I do that. And so the reason why I do that is uh, because they're essentially old and busted, and you're supposed to have so many different parts to run it. It's like really cheap. Uh, like I can get. You can get uh, two processors. It's two processors on one motherboard. And so I do uh, 12 cores. It's 6 and 6. And then it's Intel, so there's hyper-threading. Uh, so it's 24 threads. And then you can get them with like 20 gigs of RAM. And that will only cost 150 uh, But you do have to buy a power supply, and you have to wire it yourself. Which is the dangerous part. So I have the... I usually do um, animations with it. So I submit... Uh, the things I animate. The photos, which I call flotations. The video edits. Uh, they all render on the Linux boxes. They don't render on my PC. Uh, because then I can edit like 50 things and have them render and then I can still do live streams without having to pause. been cut. 
Oh man, I died. First death of the game. talking about uh, how games you can they run a small amount at a time uh, but I have uh, GTA San Andreas on my phone and I have a little controller that connects up to the phone it's like the backbone but it was like half the price and it's from Razer gas trails. But yeah, I did a road trip in October and Escaped. Couldn't climb the thing. Yeah, it was pretty funny because I was like, wow. 
I remember playing San Andreas with my friend on the PS, PS2. And then I have it running on my iPhone. And then I was like, it's not just running on my iPhone. It's running off my iPhone with a battery. Like, I could do a couple of hours without having to charge. And I was like, wow, things have really gotten, gotten better in terms of like computational stuff. Okay, I'm back. Strangers and freaks. I was having some kind of skin reaction to something, and my doctor gave me this um, gave me like this. I don't know what it was. Anyway, it was something to help itchiness, but it was a pill. And uh, so I took it for the first time yesterday. Oh my goodness. Today, I don't know, it just feels like my mouth is falling apart. I guess it's like extreme dry mouth, but. So that's going on. Train one, trade one problem for another. But uh, Saturday, I had all these plans. I was planning it for a couple of weeks. I've been getting serious into astrophotography and uh, so I have a go-to mount, which is, you know, you put the telescope on it and then you can program the computer to go to a certain star. So I had that, and then I have kind of a dummy one, which is just rotates uh, to match how the Earth rotates. It can do long exposures. And... Uh, So using that system, I can use three cameras at once uh, for three different points in the sky. And uh, 
Yeah, so I've done a couple of long exposures with one thing, but then uh, I'm working on my Newtonian a telescope, which I got from a thrift store, and it was $40. But, um, I haven't been able to test anything. It has been non-stop clouds since December. Like, since the beginning of December, there has been, like, there was one day which I did take photos in December. And it was just, it was nice, but that was the only day. So I couldn't really do, you know, creative testing things out. I was just getting the hang of it. But, um, still hasn't been a day without clouds. So I was getting all excited because on, um, say on Saturday and Sunday, there would be no clouds. So I have a couple of apps and they tell me, you know, oh, no clouds. But it's not a good day for ast for you know, astrophotography. I'm going to the wrong place. So I was like, oh. So I did try to stay up all night where it said, oh, it's going to clear up at 2 in the morning, at 3 in the morning. So I stayed up till three in the morning and I actually built this observatory, which don't get excited. It's not like a big thing. It's not like a dome or anything, uh, but I built it out of PVC. It's six feet tall, which, oh my goodness, my... my world was shattered. So I've been telling all the doctors and everything forever that I'm six feet tall. And so I built this, you know, observatory, which is just like a hut. And that uh, you can sit in and then uh, if there's light rain, it will stop it because The one telescope, which is a big ordeal, I had to, uh, it needs to be connected to a PC. And so I ordered this telescope and it straight up lied. It said it had an app. Uh, you could do it with iOS and then you could do it with, uh, Uh, Android and everything, but no, uh, what they failed to mention is you have to have a tablet, which I do have,
uh, I, I do have a tablet, but it's old. It's running like iOS 9. It's like the third generation iPad. And so I can't add the app to it or anything. And I say, like, oh, this is dreadful. Because the only laptop I have is a MacBook Pro from 2011, which I highly recommend. Well, not now, but if you like to, you know, hack things and everything, that's it's the best one because you can put a solid-state hard drive in there. Uh, with SATA, you can take out the disk drive, and that's what I did. And so I had the internal solid-state hard drive and then a huge mechanical hard drive for when I travel. I can put my photos and videos straight on there. So, that's kind of what I did with that laptop. And that was the last one you could do it. They came out with another MacBook Pro, which was pretty cool, the 2015 one, because it had like four USB 3.0s, um, two Thunderbolt 2.0s ports, and that thing was a beast, but the solid state drive was soldered on. It's part of the motherboard, so you can't replace anything. So that sucked. But, so, you know, this telescope project, these photos, astrophotography got into already went over budget because the app that I needed to use only runs on Windows and uh, so I have Windows PCs but I don't have any Windows laptop so I had to buy another license of Windows 10 and then I installed it on the MacBook Pro so one hard drive is, is Windows the other hard drive is OS X the Apple's uh, operating system. So I did that and then got the telescope to work and everything. But so that's why I had to build the hut because I needed to have like a table outside and I didn't want like anything to happen onto the, you know, like starts raining and then destroys the laptop. And you have to have the laptop connected the entire time to this telescope. The telescope has a Wi-Fi hotspot that you join. So it's not like it has to be plugged in. So that's nicer. And then the telescope also runs on battery, which is okay, but I have it set up to where I can plug it in. Uh, I have a, a battery generator. Night generator, but. It's like a little power station. They call it a solar generator because you can connect up solar panels and then it recharges those. So I built the hut Saturday night 
at 5. Uh, the sun sets at like 5.15. So I built it in twilight and then uh, just waited. So I had a cup of coffee in the morning. And I had a cup of coffee in the afternoon. And then I had another uh, cup of coffee in at like 1 a.m. And I'm just waiting. And so while it did say there were no clouds and there wasn't cloud, it was so humid uh, that there was just a layer of, you know, kind of like white fog in the atmosphere. So you couldn't see anything, no stars or anything. So, that, uh, so then yesterday, so I went to bed and I slept for like four hours. Because I had all that caffeine, it was difficult to sleep. And then yesterday I woke up and did stuff and then I had this huge like migraine with aura I don't really get the headaches anymore but I do get the auras and so it's kind of like the research I've been doing on it it's like a seizure but not a real seizure but of like your optical center in your brain and so you get visual disturbances I get really nauseous and then I can't look at light straight on or else it feels like the world is spinning. And uh, sometimes I've lost vision in my eyes and everything. So that happened. I was like, oh, I have to go lay down. So I went and laid down and fell asleep uh, from like 2 to 5. 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Woke up and I was like... I was still like so tired like everything was out of whack and like I had to drink another co cup of coffee like I was so tired but I like couldn't sleep it was really weird so then with the next cup of coffee it uh I felt a little bit better but it was like wow you know back in the day I could do an all-nighter no problem be fine the next day get a couple hours of sleep now that I'm older it's just like it knocked me out I'm fine today but I needed a full day to recover and like I had planned to do astrophotography from uh, from 6 p.m. to from 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. So I only did about half of what I planned. And I almost didn't survive that the next day. So I'm still waiting for, you know, the night sky to become visible. There's a rumor, a forecast that the stars might come out again next, like, Saturday. Today's Monday, so I was like, of course I have to wait a whole nother week. Oh, that's not the car I was looking for. I'm looking for a motorcycle. Yeah, so the weird... The real thing I have to get back to doing is I'm working on kind of a monthly issue and 
I haven't really decided. I keep switching what I'm going to put into it. Uh, I'm not sure what I've kind of decided. Is that it will be like all the photos I take in the month. Um, before they were going to be like these huge projects. Um, but now it's going to be like different sections. Different sections of projects I've completed during the month. Versus like 400 photos of just one project. So um, I was going to do like 700 photos from Alaska. So I'm deciding not to do that. I'm going to do it in sh short sections because I'm going to be writing some articles about Alaska. And then as they come out, uh, they're going to be pointing to the issue that they come out in. And then I'm working on this other project. That I'm gonna get ready to release. I'll talk. I'll release it. Uh, maybe Wednesday will come out. Tuesday or Wednesday. It's either tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. Uh, but it's some more NFTs. But I've been doing pixel art, and uh, so that's gonna come out. And then I've wrote, I've written a small description for each NFT and what it's set for for the pixel art. And it was nice writing again. I haven't done creative writing in a while, but I wrote like some really short story backgrounds and stuff about each uh, pixel art piece. I just had to, I'm going to render a video of that and then it's going to go on, you know, Twitter or Instagram. And then YouTube as well. And I'm also going to be putting, I have a video hosting site. Uh, Flotations films and then I'm going to be putting it on there so people can you know you can it's really designed for torrenting so you can torrent my videos and stuff in you know in 4k and everything if I release the video in 4k uh, some of it I'm going to release in HD and stuff so you can torrent or you can stream or do a direct download from that site so I think we'll end it here thanks everyone for coming out I'm going to be releasing more visual audio books and stuff in the coming month and we'll be doing live readings uh, so I pretty much I'm going to become an AM streamer uh, stream in the morning and then do a rerun during the day 
I want to thank everyone for coming out. See ya. Bye-bye.